this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. I haven't recorded in quite a while. I just got back from the dentist where I got my teeth cleaned and the dental hygienist was telling me, wow, your teeth and gums look pretty damn good. And um, I have a couple cavities that I need to get fixed soon, but she was asking me about my diet, and I was telling her that I was doing intermittent fasting 16 to 18 hours a day. She said she has friends who do that for their overall health, and I also am eating hardly any sugar, really low-carb, high-healthy fat. I mostly just eat meat and vegetables at this point. And I try to get organic grass-fed meat. I'm eating, um, basically, the reason why I wanted to record was because I have a, a weekly radio show that's an hour long, and I'm probably going to eventually do a monologue about democratic socialism like I've done before, as well as nutrition, because my my two passions seem to be, aside from my art, is... Um, <laughs> is uh, thinking about democratic socialism and what that actually means when you combine it with capitalism, which is what they have in a lot of Western Europe already, and even Canada, lots of countries that have national health care, and they put money into their social services and their mass transit and have beautiful train stations. Not that it's utopia, but at least they put money into that stuff there and um, provide their citizens with basic things like health care without huge bills. And uh, yeah, so... And yes, some of these countries, they pay higher taxes, but they also get a lot of benefit. They don't have to worry about huge medical bills, but that's a whole nother story. But nutrition is something, my cat is mildly diabetic, and instead of giving him insulin, I switched him to a raw food, a raw meat diet, low carb, because they put a lot of carbohydrates in cat food. And I'm seeing a similarity between human nutrition and pet nutrition, basically, Dogs, cats, and humans, the, the rate of obesity and diabetes and chronic, what they call chronic debilitating diseases, are skyrocketing uh, in 2019. And actually, a lot, there's Dr. Jason Fung, who's Canadian, and he works, he's a kidney specialist, and he works with a lot of diabetic people that are also um, obese and diabetic. And also have kidney issues. And, and sadly, when you change your diet, you can't really save your kidneys if they're messed up. Um, although, if you eat really healthy, you can usually get off your diabetic medication. And this is not medical advice. I'm not a doctor, but I am a human. And Jason Fung actually is an official doctor. And he has actually helped hundreds of patients get off their diabetes medication as well as lose weight and improve their blood pressure and improve basically their health in every way. Also, mental health improves when you eat a certain way. So basically, um, there, there are people who have diabetic cats who give their cat insulin and then they have to make sure the blood sugar, because the blood sugar is too high, so you give a cat insulin and then sometimes their blood sugar gets too low, which can be fatal. They can have A cat can have a seizure and die if their blood sugar gets too low. That's hypoglycemia. So then what these people do is give their cat corn syrup or high-carb crappy cheap cat food that has high carbs and like like wheat gluten and stuff like, you know, corn and oats and soy, which is not something that cats would normally eat. They normally would hunt meat and eat like mice and rats and birds and rabbits, raw meat, basically, including the bones. So basically, instead of doing that for my cat, because um, I'm 
live by myself and I'm at work sometimes all day and I don't want my cat to be home alone and have his blood sugar get too low because then he could die and I wouldn't be able to save him. And so basically a solution to that, because my cat is only mildly diabetic and he has he was actually a little bit too thin and now he's gained some weight. So he's slim and trim and fit and healthy and I'm feeding him raw meat that's made for cats. Basically my my point is that there's a pattern here. There's a pattern of carbohydrates, chronic overconsumption of carbohydrates by both cats, dogs, and humans tends to lead to diabetes and even uh, eye problems and uh, joint problems, all kinds of aches and pains and dandruff and and skin and fur problems and eczema and dry patchy skin. There's so many different uh, health problems that are triggered by not getting enough healthy fats. Everyone's afraid to eat fat. Uh, I'm not talking about vegetable oil fat, but I'm talking about like a coconut oil, um, avocado oil, actual olives, actual avocados, and the fat that's in meat. The natural saturated fat that is in healthy meat is the natural fat that we've been eating since like the beginning of time, like when we were cavemen out there hunting the, what do you call it? out there hunting those big uh, woolly mammoths and stuff like that. So basically, my cat and I eat similar. We eat, he doesn't eat any vegetables because cats are carnivores. And actually, some humans thrive on a carnivore diet, but I'm not doing carnivore. I am doing a semi-ketogenic diet, which is basically I mostly eat meat and vegetables, and I eat butter and coconut oil, and I eat avocado, and I eat uh, macadamia nuts, and walnuts, and nut butter, and but mostly I eat meat and vegetables, and I'm eating a uh, wild boar, elk, bison, salmon, um, beef, pork, uh, but I prefer wild boar because it's running around and, and eating natural stuff, and then it's just, you know, shot one day. So I feel better about eating meat that is allowed to graze and be like a natural animal and eat whatever it normally eats instead of being, you know, raised in a factory farm, which we all know is a terrible thing. So basically, the slaughter of animals is not so great no matter how you do it, although some slaughter of animals is better than others. Um, factory farming versus uh, pastured animals, for instance, and so at least they get to have a more normal life. But my point with this is that nutrition, nutrition is the key to health. And my friend just called me saying, you know, when you're social, it's hard to eat healthy when everyone else is eating junk food. But I guess I refuse to conform. And I guess I am kind of not super social. So that makes it easier for me because I don't eat out a lot because uh, I'm you know, I'm a low-income person, so I don't eat out constantly, but they put a lot of sugar. Basically, they add sugar to everything. If you go to a restaurant, they pretty much add sugar to everything, so watch out. But what I was going to like, you know, salad dressing and sauce and like, you know, all the sauce that they put on your food probably has sugar added. I'm not worried about the salt. I'm just worried about the sugar. So basically, I don't eat uh, bread I don't eat grain. I don't eat oats or rice. I don't eat tofu anymore. I sometimes eat tofu every once in a while, but I haven't eaten tofu in a while. But I mostly eat meat and vegetables and butter and olive oil and nuts and seeds and a little bit of nut butter. And I eat whole fat grass-fed yogurt and I eat whole fat sour cream, organic when I can get it. And I eat, basically eat whole natural foods and I avoid food in boxes 
um, especially anything that has the fat removed from it because natural fatty acids are good and there's something, vitamins and minerals actually are, um, what do you call it? They digest, you absorb them. Let's see, essential fatty acids. I forgot the term, but basically a lot of vitamins and minerals, fat-soluble vitamins and minerals, basically if you eat a plate full of vegetables and you put butter or sour cream or olive oil on it, it helps your body. The healthy fat in those ingredients help your body absorb all the good vitamins and minerals in the vegetables. So what I do is I have a big plate full of vegetables almost every day, um, different kind, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, mushrooms, um, stir fry mix that I get frozen somewhere. And then I add um, nutritional yeast on top and I either put butter or sour cream or olive oil on top of that. And I put extra uh, sea salt and Himalayan pink salt and it tastes great and it fills me up and it's got good vitamins and minerals and fiber. And then I eat meat and I enjoy eating. And uh, when I want dessert, I sometimes will eat ice cream, but I try to get the more natural kind of ice cream. doesn't have a lot of fake stuff in it. Um, but what I found is a good substitute for ice cream is coconut cream, full fat coconut cream that I get in a jar. And then I basically, I don't really, I got some stevia, but I don't like stevia. So I'm not using the stevia. I just, I think I'll just give it away to somebody who wants my stevia. I don't like it. Um, uh, coconut cream, you just put it in a plastic container and, you know, mix, stir it up. And just freeze it, and I don't add anything to it. And I do have some frozen berries in my freezer. So sometimes if I'm really in the mood for something sweet, I'll just have some strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, and I got some uh, dragon fruit and acai fruit at a health food store. And so I've got some frozen stuff, including chunks of, um, what do you call it, coconut. And then I sprinkle that on top of the coconut cream that's frozen, and there's no basically no added refined sugar to this and there's a little bit of sugar in the fruit but I don't eat tons of fruit because I do think the fructose is not particularly good for me it stimulates my appetite and I'm trying to keep my insulin levels low so that's why I do intermittent fasting so basically I think a lot of cats and dogs and humans could be a lot healthier if we would eat lower carbs and more healthy fats, and there's tons and tons and tons of videos online, Low Carb Down Under is a YouTube channel that I follow, and Dr. Jason Fung and Eric Berg, and all kinds of interesting people, and uh, regular people online that are sharing their stories of their nutritional victories, and uh, mental health also tends to improve when people eat healthier their moods. My, my, you know, I struggle with anxiety and depression and I still have those issues, but those issues are much milder. Um, eating uh, more healthy fat. I think that a lot of actually people that have epilepsy sometimes are um, greatly improved. Sometimes people have really bad seizures and those almost entirely go away or they become a lot more mild to the point where they don't need medication as much if any at all, from eating uh, more healthy fat and going way low on the carbohydrates, way, way, way low on carbohydrates. And when I say carbs, I mean like bread, pasta, cookies, crackers, sugar, uh, basically refined carbohydrates, refined grains. Um, vegetables, the carbs in vegetables are much easier on the body, easy to digest, and um, I feel fine when I eat vegetables. I even eat potatoes sometimes. I don't eat tons of potatoes, but I eat potato and I feel fine. Uh, but if I eat pasta, 
Um, I, I, my, basically I'm, I'm kind of addicted to wheat and that's why I quit wheat cold turkey six years ago. And whenever I eat wheat every once in a while, I tend to feel kind of sick. So I don't really think wheat is good for me personally. And I don't know if it's the gluten or the gliadin or if it's the glycophate, the Monsanto pesticide, GMO chemicals sprayed on everything. I don't know what it is, but I used to eat bread and just feel like I could never get enough bread. And so I used to even eat other people's pizza crust. I'm like, hey, are you done with that? I'll eat your crust. You know, they're like, yeah, I don't want the crust. And I'll be like, give me the crust. Ah, you know, I was totally obsessed with eating bread. So I quit that and I felt much better. I ended up losing weight. And so since then, six years ago, because I had a thyroid issue, I quit eating wheat and bread. And then they took me off my thyroid medication. So I've never looked back from that. I stopped. I still don't eat wheat, except for every once in a while. Like last night for Valentine's Day with my boyfriend, I had cake and ice cream, which tasted pretty good. I only had a little bit of cake, mostly ate the ice cream, because I tend to feel fine if I eat ice cream. But if I eat cake, like sugar and flour, I tend to feel sick. And I did. I felt sick a few hours after that. My stomach just felt icky and I felt like I had indigestion or something. Uh, maybe there was hydrogenated oil in the cake. There probably was um, corn syrup and hydrogenated oil. So in both the ice cream, because it was cheap ice cream and cheap cake at a bar, um, and it tasted pretty good, but it was not good for me. So I felt sick after that. So what was I going to say? Let's see. Thankfully, I was never really addicted to things like donuts because what if I eat a donut? Donuts smell really good to me, but if I eat a donut, I tend to feel sick to my stomach. So ice cream is my one junk food that I might never fully give up. I love ice cream and I feel great when I eat ice cream. So I never feel sick after eating ice cream, even though I know it's not great for me. But um, basically, my appetite changes. If I start eating uh, carbohydrates, I'm hungry all the time. And I, I feel like I have to constantly be snacking and eating. So if you go low carb, higher healthy fat, it actually calms your blood sugar down. If you eat fat, um, it doesn't really trigger much insulin. And so your blood sugar level stays pretty even. Your body really knows how to digest and, and use fat, healthy fat. I'm not talking about hydrogenated oil uh, or trans fats or cheap vegetable processed oils in jars. I'm talking about the good kind of fat, which is coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil, and just natural foods like natural saturated fat in meat and natural fat that's in uh, avocado and olives and thing and nuts like macadamia nuts and almonds and what do you call it? Uh, hazelnuts. I, my favorite nuts are actually our are uh, walnuts, hazelnuts, and macadamia nuts. And macadamia nuts apparently are very unique and um, as well as uh, walnuts, I guess, have a lot of omega-3s more than other nuts. And I also love salmon, uh, wild-caught salmon. So thanks for listening. I'm just really into nutrition, and I feel like my teeth, the dentist was saying how healthy my teeth and gums were. I only had a little bit of plaque. I hadn't been to the dentist in two years. So she said, considering you haven't been here in two years, your teeth are amazing. So I feel like what I'm eating, a lack of sugar and a lack of carbs and lots of healthy fat, uh, is helping my teeth and my gums and it's and my skin looks great. People tell me my skin looks great because I eat a lot of healthy fat. I was going to say a lot of people that are epileptic, it calms their brain down, I think, to eat more healthy fats and less carbs. So for some reason, sugar, and they also say Alzheimer's disease is lessened if you eat more, oh, you can prevent it maybe. Some people think you can prevent it if you eat healthy fat, low carbs. So carbs and sugar are hard on the whole body, the skin, the brain, 
mental health, physical health. Fatty liver, actually, they say is is helped caused by eating carbs and sugar, not by eating fat, healthy fats. I'm not talking about junk food fats, like the cheap oil that they do French fries in, but I'm talking about, ironically, French fries were healthier when they fried it in animal lard. When they just fried it in beef fat or animal fat, that was a more natural way to cook French fries, and they were actually healthy. Our body knows exactly how to digest animal fat. That's a natural thing. We don't really know how to digest those weird hydrogenated oils and like you heat up these processed oils and it it makes them weird. So basically I listen to lots of different people online, nutritionists and doctors and science people, all kinds of people. And I know for a fact it's helping me and my health, my mental health, my physical health. And Dr. Jason Fung has helped tons of people in Canada uh, that are obese and diabetic and have kidney problems. And just through diet and fasting and eating more healthy fat and less carbohydrates and less sugar, basically refined sugar, everyone would be better off without any refined sugar. And I don't know, I guess I'm addicted. People say, how do you do it? How do you have enough self-discipline to do this? Well, I think I'm sort of motivated by fear. Like I don't want to ever become diabetic or obese. Um, I want to keep my liver healthy. I don't want a fatty liver. A lot of people apparently have fatty liver disease and they don't, they don't even like the non-alcohol related. I don't even drink any alcohol at all, but some people have fatty liver even if they're thin. So you don't really know if you have fatty liver unless you get a scan. But if you eat really healthy, you probably don't have a fatty liver. But if you eat a lot of sugar and carbs, even if you're thin, you might have a fatty liver. So basically what motivates me is the fear of getting sick in these different illnesses I'm talking about. But I'm also like addicted. I'm very rebellious. And I feel like the general American USA population, you know, the standard American diet is a lot of junk food, a lot of like chips and cookies and crackers and pasta and bread, 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 bread is on everything. And, and soda, diet soda, regular soda, you know, I used to drink Diet Coke every day, one, one Diet Coke every day. I had that since uh, till 2007. I was drinking one Diet Coke every single day. I quit that in 2007 and I feel better. So basically, I my way of rebelling is to eat healthy. You know, I think of the standard American diet as junk food. And so like I rebel against that and I do I eat healthy because <laughs> I think it's cool to to eat healthy. So um, I enjoy eating healthy. I feel better. I look better. Food tastes amazing. I enjoy eating. I love food. Um so there it is. Thanks for listening. I'm going to do my Goddess Kring hour-long radio show that's on Hollow Earth Radio every Thursday in Seattle, 3 to 4 p.m. right now. It is now February 15th, 2019. Thanks for listening. I hope that you find what I say inspiring in some way. Um, do whatever makes you happy. There's a new unreleased Tom Petty song. What is it called? It's called For Real. I think it's called For Real. Uh, I love the music of Tom Petty for many different reasons. Tom Petty widens my jetty. So, yeah, I love that. I love music. I love art. I love travel. I love uh, didgeridoo music from Australia. And I love opals and moonstones. And I love sharing into the microphone. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Follow your bliss. Do what you love.